Hey, this goes out to our Servers Journey community. As always, you can click the links in the descriptions to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and a new thing, or you can become a supporter of the show on Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can gain access to exclusive content, behind-the-scenes material, receive a Servers Journey community sticker, and a shout-out on the show. So, as always, help us to create leaders worth following. This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. The foundation of the program is everyone's leading something or someone. Thus, we're on a journey, a server's journey. Thanks, Larry, for uh, introducing me. And we want to give a shout out to Foster and Mike, who are sheltering in place and we miss them um i don't think um, i saw a picture on facebook with foster he had such a smile on his face yeah he was next to a, a yeah. very pretty young girl and uh i think he's sheltering in place with her probably and that's why he won't come out to do our show oh, <laughs> well, uh, but we do miss both of our uh uh cohorts here well we want to thank everyone for all of their support of going online, leaving comments. We appreciate that. If you have questions for Rocky, you can certainly give it to him, and he will give you an answer. Yeah, we actually were uh, had somebody reach out to us. and um, We want, want to check out the Facebook group, the well, new Facebook group. So this is a gentleman that I really respect um, a lot, to be honest with you, and he uh, just reached out and told me he was listening to the show and come across it by accident. And uh, he said he's learning more and more. Um, and he is a uh, kind of my boss in a way, you know. Wow. <laughs> well, he's a director uh, over part of our area in Orlando, but it's Victor Sanchez. And I really want to thank him for his kind words. And I shared that with him that, you know, it, it's embarrassing sometimes when you hear that anybody's listening to your show. Um, because... I'm not an expert. I'm just somebody going through it, going through life and trying my best to be a servant leader. So it's really nice to know that we're at least um, speaking to some people. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Victor, for the comment. Yes. We appreciate it. Um, today, we're going to be talking to part two of something we started last week, which is called Leading Your People in Times of Crisis from an article that you picked up by Jim... Herdan? I think you're right. H-A-U-D-A-N. We thank you very yes. much, Jim, for that article. Yeah. We're kind of talking about it. Well, and it's really odd, too, because he didn't write it as an article on servant leadership, but everything that he espouses in the article is servant leadership. If you do these things when you're not in a crisis, you're going to really win your people over, and they're going to really follow you because they love you. But um, it, my gosh, in a time of crisis, it's even more important. Well, speaking about leaders, we want to thank Eddie at um, ACS Creative. That's Ed, please. He's. I'm yeah. sorry. He's, he's mature now. I Come have on. I have his picture right in front of me, so I'm sorry, Ed. You're it's you're there. Attractive devil at ACS Creative. They um, they help us with our website. And they partnered with us, and we appreciate that. They do brochures, they do logos, direct mail, ad campaigns, and websites. So they don't play games with your money. So contact ACS Creative on the internet at ACS Creative. It's time now for Epic Moments in Leadership. You know, I have a quote here, Rocky, that came to me, and it said, 
if you can lead one, you can leave many. All right. If you can lead one. If you can't lead one, you can't leave any. Right. I like that. <laughs> Did you want me to repeat that so I wouldn't stumble over it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you can lead one, you can lead many. Yes. If you can't lead one, you can't lead any. Well, and many times, the person that you're leading first is yourself. I mean, can you actually get, you know, your stuff together? Right. It just starts with a, a self-discipline first. That's right. All right. Well, let's get down to, oh, I want to thank Sherry for giving oh. me that quote. Oh, really? Sherry, yeah. thank you very much, Sherry. Sherry's, a, I think, a friend of the program. Is she a friend of the program? I'm sure she is. All right, let's just claim that she is. Yes. Okay, um, we're going to talk about part two of leading your people in times of crisis. Right, and again, this was um, an article by Jim Hodd, and we do want to really uh, thank him a lot for, for the thoughts. Well, if you missed us last week, we talked about don't ignore the anxiety of people. Yes. And then, well, and then yes? No, go ahead. And then actively define what is reality when you're in this crisis and create a new starting line with people and use the urgency to, as an alignment right. agent. And then, so today we're going to pick up on a great new topic, Esta establish a new ch check-in routine. And I'm sure you've had to do this. Yeah. So, um, it, it's so easy and, and, and I've kind of actually really felt this way as, as they're in a crisis, I'm in a crisis too. Like I'm feeling this crisis too, even the same way they are. And I don't, I, I'm not saying that I'm feeling it more than them, but I'm feeling it differently than them. And the way that I'm feeling it differently is who are they looking to for answers? Me. And I don't know any more than they do. I, I don't know what COVID is. I don't know if a peaceful protest in front of our store might get out of control. I, I don't know these answers. And so that's the tension and the stress that I'm feeling. They're feeling anxious about losing their job. And I'm feeling anxious about maybe having to lay off 240 people. Wow. Yeah. And so um, it, it's easy for me to to forget about them, forget about what they're feeling and focus on the immediate, hey, how the heck are we going to stay open? What are we doing? You know, but I, even though that's like my thought, even though that's kind of like what my, my mind is telling me to do, I have to make sure that I establish new check-in routines. I have to make sure that I'm staying in, in touch with my people even more than ever. Because they're feeling this tension. And I'll give you a couple examples. Um, I had kind of worked out in my mind after the first couple of weeks, hey, we're not going to open our dining room for a long time. But in my mind, I had worked on this issue. I had communicated it to a few people that, hey, I don't see us opening up for probably several months. Um, that always amazed me. I thought, how can you think that far ahead? Well, and, and again, you know, you're kind of taking the data you have and trying to do your best. But um, I was up front and I was just kind of talking to the, some of the team members, just, you know, the everyday rank and file. Some of them were leadership, but some were just regular team member. And I kind of off the cuff said, oh, well, we're not going to open for like months in our dining room. And there was this one young lady named Sydney, and I physically saw her go and like just 
immediately feel secure. And I could have told them that like a week before, mm. but, but I didn't even stop to think, hey, they're feeling this crisis too. They need me to check in with them. They need me to share, overshare. The moment I said, hey, I care about you. I'm protecting you. We're not opening dining room. It was like something on her, you know, shoulder just dropped. It was amazing. So I was quick then to recover and actually send out to the entire team, hey, here's our plan. Here's what we see. And up to this day, I've... um maintain that where even if something small changes i let them know i always like that yeah just a little nugget yeah will take take me a long way now maybe i'm the optimist type guy but no i, I mean i think it's really important that people know that right right and, and let me give you another example on this one too because um the, you know the brief interactions can be opportunities to share updates with your team of course but it can also just more than anything, let them know, hey, I'm care, I care, I'm here and I care. And it can provide opportunities for more meaningful conversations later. So right now, America is gripped with a lot of racial unrest. Um, the killing of George Floyd, which I think everybody, um, I haven't heard a single person that I know say, oh, it was just like everybody is unified in the fact that this man didn't deserve to die. And Everybody's unified around the fact that, hey, these people that didn't need to be tried and convicted according to our laws. Um, but it's a scary time for a lot of people. Again, it, it's, it's creating even more anxiety and more concern. Um, I had a conversation with Delano, who's one of my top leaders, who is African-American. Didn't we have him on the show? Um, no. No. No, I don't think we had Delano on the show yet. But, oh, okay. But we, but we may, may very soon. Okay. And so I sat down with him and I just said, hey, I think it's important for you to know how I feel and where I stand. And I think it's important that you understand that I'm okay with you feeling however you feel. And so we ended up having a 40-minute conversation. It was really, really great. We talked about everything from redistribution of tax dollars to different school districts and hospitals. We talked about police brutality. We talked about all these things. And underneath it, I, 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 I was able to realize there's power in that because Delano needed to know, hey, I'm here and I care. Even if we don't agree on every point, I, I care about you. And so, again, all that to say you really need to make sure that in the middle of a crisis, you as a leader are establishing check-in routines so you don't just forget to do it. Make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Next point, Larry, that he talked about celebrating all victories, large and small. Yeah, you just don't want to overhype the small gains. Right. Well, and the thing is, you want to recognize things even more so during the, during the time of crisis, but you also don't want to... Um, uh, kind of minimize, you know, small gains are great, but you want to keep the focus toward the bigger gains too. So for us, um, we closed our dining room and we immediately, immediately lost 30 something percent of our business. And wow. even more so because drive-through was slower, mobiles were slower, people were inside for the first two weeks. It was a ghost town, very, very slow. And so, um, 
But that drive-through business picked up, didn't it? Right, and that's what we kind of had to do. We kind of had to set new goals, right? And then we had to um, begin to celebrate as we got quicker in drive-through, as we started to gain some of the lost sales from dining room back, uh, as we started seeing our mobile orders pick up, et cetera. The amazing thing is I walked into your store one day, and I thought it was busier than when I've seen it before. There was more action happening. It was incredible. Yeah, a redistribution of action, but yes, for sure. Um, you know, and again, all of this, the reason why you really want to focus on this, and it, you know, to use a baseball term, right? Um, you can hit a home run, that's great, but uh, it's normally you're going to score by hitting singles and doubles and bunting the person over to third or sacrificing a uh, you know, sacrifice flying somebody home. Uh, same thing in, in business. Um, by doing this, by celebrating these victories, the large and the small, again, it's going to allow you to emerge even stronger and, and uh, uh, even a better business once this is so, back to normal. So somewhat. what are some of the possibilities that you look for? What do you scout out? So I, I don't think you can, because we've talked about this. Like there are things, like for me, I am researching a new a health insurance plan for next year. And it just takes a ton of time. I am sitting back and wondering, do I take the payroll protection plan, the loan from the federal government? I'm trying to figure out, you know, all these things. And so the reality is I don't have the time to scout all possibilities, nor do I have the expertise anymore. So what you kind of have to do is use your people and encourage them to become opportunity scouts. Um, and so that really means tapping into what your people know already about the current challenges and getting them involved in imagining a response and recovery plan that creates value for your business. So for instance, um, small changes. So, okay, Instead of having two runners to run mobile curbside orders, now we need three or four or five. Um, and you've been doing that. Yeah. And again, it was really some of the things were like, hey, let me state the obvious. But most things came from the team. And they began to like move tables up to the front of our counter and create staging areas so that it kind of passed the process so we didn't miss orders. So you would have a person who would be getting drinks and a separate person who were getting the condiments. And then the person who bagged the food would put that bag with the condiments, with the drinks, and it would kind of go out. And it was just like a factory line almost. It was pretty amazing to watch it form. And they did the same thing in drive-through. Hey, we're taking this many orders with two people. How many can we take with four? Wow. Uh, you know, so um, again, you want to kind of scout the possibilities, but really for a leader in a company of any real size, you're really asking your people to become those scouts. Wow. Well, one of the important things is communication. Right. And, and letting people know what's happening. Right. So you do that, don't you? Well, we talked about this a long time ago in one of our episodes where we talked about uh, Super Bowl. Uh, no, it was the national championship, and it right. was the Alabama uh, versus Clemson. Yeah. Or Georgia. Game. It was Georgia. Uh, yeah. Alabama versus Georgia. And um, the guts. But we talked about how none of it would have mattered if we didn't know the score. 
Right. And so that's kind of what we're really talking about here. It's really funny. Again, people in a time of a crisis are looking to have their anxieties um, somewhat um, smoothed over. Smoothed over. Yeah. Um, they're, they're looking for natural things to take away their minds from going to, you know, hard or, or troubled places. So more than ever, people are interested in knowing what's the score? How, how are we doing? Like they're begging to know how we're doing. So um, another example from our store, we had talked about how um, we began to change things. And so what we started understanding is, hey, we're changing things. So now we have to institute a new set of targets to make the score meaningful. So Prior to COVID, uh, a mobile hour, we would celebrate a mobile hour with 50 transactions from 12 to 1. Um, we were probably averaging 90 to 100 um, cars in our drive through But as we started adding more focus, more people, as we started um, creating scouts, looking for opportunities, we start suddenly started breaking our records. And so we began to have to up the record. So what maybe it was 50 mobile curbside orders. Now our, our record is 139. Oh. And so if we have a 50 day, it's not a good, we're like, Oh man, that was kind of slow today, you know, um, and drive through, uh, we've gone from, okay, can we break a hundred from 12 to one? Well, then we did that. And then we said, okay, can we break 120? And oh, can we break 100 from 11 to 12 or one to two? And so we've, uh, this week, hit uh, 100 car hours for four or three straight hours from 11 to two. Wow. And we've seen our mobile also pick up too. So it's, you know, you've got to constantly, you know, look at uh, communicating the score, what the score is now compared to what it was before. And, and then, of course, reward them and, and celebrate it. So we're going to look at the, the highlights, the, yes. the things that are really exciting. And, 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 the, and changing the highlights, changing, uh, or not, I'm sorry, not the highlights, but changing the scores to what matters now. Right. And what amazes me is somehow the Lord had you prepared for this because drive through was there. But this this drive in to pick up your order, your phone in. What do you call that? I'm yeah, sorry. mobile curbside. Mobile curbside. It's a phenomenal. It wasn't there five years ago. No, it, wasn't it, there it didn't. Two years ago. Yeah, I think it. I think we started about two and a half actually, but we were ahead of the chain, and and it was. It does seem like providence that um, we got a head start, and so we were a lot less tied to our dining room. Than some, and I've seen this. You know, Starbucks, for instance, um, they just announced yesterday they're closing 400 stores. Oh wow! Including 17 percent of their total stores in Canada. Wow! And they're doing it because the models changed, and they hadn't changed quick enough. Wow! Um, now they'll recover. Starbucks is a huge company, and I don't think anybody's worried about their recovery. Yeah, just because there's four Starbucks on one block right. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I think they'll be okay. But it did highlight to me that, um, and this wasn't me, but some of the people within our chain were thinking way ahead and mm -hmm. thinking about, hey, wow, what if, or hey, what is this phone? What is this phone? You know, what can it be? And it can be another order point. It can be, you know, so yeah, yeah for sure. It was, um, it, it definitely helped that we were ahead of the game here. 
And then, Larry, the last thing would be, and you started mentioning it, I cut you off, was highlighting the ray of light. Yeah. So you have to begin to say, okay, and it, it sounds a little bit like we're talking scorecard here too, but you're not. What you, what what you're doing with this is, hey, we're starting to gain back our sales. So our first two weeks, we lost a hundred and thirty thousand in one store. Whoa. And a hundred thousand in the other store. And I had to communicate that because I had to communicate, hey, we've got to really watch labor. We do have to cut back some. Hey, this is our reality right now. But you were open. We were open. And so that, you know, the rally cry became, hey, we're open today. Guys, we are open today and you're getting paid. Let's celebrate and let's and let's look at that ray of light. Then it became, hey, guys, we're starting to gain in our drive through Our numbers are kind of getting back up. And then it became, hey, we're no longer down. We're breaking even again for the, for the day. And then it became, hey, not only are we breaking even, but we're actually now starting to thrive. But again, it's always you're highlighting, hey, this is what's happening. This is the positive about what's happening in the middle of this crisis. And it's always good to communicate that. Yes, Yes, I love um, that this this gentleman, Jim, writes into his article, and this may be one of my favorite quotes of all time. He quotes the great philosopher Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the quote is, promise me you'll always remember you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think, which my daughters loved Winnie the Pooh growing up. Um, in fact, one of my daughters, that was her theme in her room, was mm. classic Winnie the Pooh. So, um, Winnie the Pooh, thank you, and thank you, Jim, for writing a great article on crisis. Well, thank you for being with us here on A Server's Journey again this week. We appreciate you. We appreciate hearing from you each and every week. And uh, go to AS, ACS Creative, because they don't play games with your money if you need help with a website. So, Rocky, until next week, I am your ever-faithful companion, Larry. Thank you very much for being my companion, Larry. Um, And I want to thank everybody who listens, takes their time out of their day. Remember, please review us and rate us. We need um, your help. Uh, And I I feel like I'm begging, and I kind of am. But if you could just take, right now you're listening, so I know you got some free time. Take two seconds and just do a rating, a review of us, please. Thank you very much. Let me remind you all that we are on a journey and we are on it together. And we really, Larry and I, believe that it's how you serve while you're in that role. And that's why every week we come to you and we share a service journey. I'm Rocky DeStefano. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And we're going to ask you each week, are you somebody worth following? 